Hi, everyone. My name is Kate. My name is Jocelyn. And you are listening to Artwise. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Artwise. So I have an awesome guest with me, a painter, a very skilled painter at that. I looked at your social media a lot and I'm like, shook i just don't understand how you don't have so many more followers i'm like what the heck your paintings are amazing so this is jocelyn so yes my name is jocelyn oriana i'm a freelance fine artist and i'm currently living in maryland i actually live right across dc and like virginia it's called like the bnb area but yeah i am super excited to be here thank you so much for having me and yeah Thank you for coming on. I'm, I've been so stoked. We've had so many amazing artists this season. Like, I'm so excited. Anyways, uh, so the first question I usually like to ask artists when they come on is just like, tell me a little bit about how you kind of began your art journey. Was something, was becoming an artist something that you've always wanted to do? Or was it just something that you learned about yourself later on? Like, what's the story of like how you became to be where you're at in your art journey? So actually, I did not know I was going to be an artist. I, my parents are immigrants, and I migrated to the US when I was seven. So like that, normally for, for parents, you know, they want you to like be I don't know, a doctor or, you know, a lawyer or something like that, you know, something to take advantage of, like, the opportunities that are here. And I remember I was, like, eight years old, and I told my dad I wanted to be a teacher. And he was like, oh, you know, teachers don't make a lot of money. And I was like, okay, I guess I will not be a teacher then. Like, identity crisis, I guess. I just didn't know what I wanted to do with my life or what I wanted to be, but I've always been very creative. I've always liked to do hands-on stuff. And when I was little and I lived in El Salvador, my dad was building a house. So I used to use a lot of the materials around just to make things. And if, if people that know me always would say like, oh yeah, Jocelyn's just creative, you know, just she just likes to make things out of nothing all the time. And I remember like drawing a little bit. I'd never really liked drawing that much, but every time I drew, it was like faces or trees or landscape, like little mountains and like a sun and clouds, you know? And it's crazy because now I would consider myself a portrait artist. And like to think back, like I used to always be like drawing faces out of my imagination, you know? And like, that's really what I like to do now. I like to paint faces. Yeah, but it wasn't until I was going to go to college. I actually didn't do a semester, like the first semester right after you graduate from high school. I had like a bunch of problems where like I got accepted. I graduated in high school in L.A. So I got accepted to Cal, uh, Cal State L.A., but I didn't want to go to that school. I wanted to go to Cal Poly Pomona, which is like an engineering to science. And I wanted to do environmental science and like I was trying to do chemistry and like chemical engineering, <laughs> which is completely different from what I ended up doing. But it's still like trying to do something that would make me a lot of money. Well, that's what my parents had like put into my mind that that's what I should do. And anyways, I didn't end up working and I had a semester off. And in that time I was painting a lot. Like I grabbed acrylic paints and canvases and I was just doing that on my free time. And my dad was like, so what are you going to do with your life? <laughs> are you going to apply to a new school? What are you doing? So this was like January, you know, of the next year. And I was like, maybe I should do something with art. 
I like interior design because I used to always, you know, like mess around with my like room and rearrange it all the time. So I was like, maybe I should do interior design because I know that that will provide like an income for me. So I had a cousin who lived in San Francisco at the time and she was like, oh, you love San Francisco. And I found an art school, it's called the Academy of Art in San Francisco. I don't know if you heard of it. So I was like, I applied to it. And like within a couple of weeks, I found out I was gonna be moving to San Francisco from LA. And so I went to art school to do interior design and like being an interior design class with like a bunch of people who have always wanted to do interior design is very intimidating because these people like love interior design and they're all about it. And I was just there like, I don't know. And I remember like the girl that lived right across like the hallway and in the dorms, she was studying fine art and I was like, Every every homework assignment she had, so jealous. I was like, ah, oh, I wish, I wish I could be learning how to do that, you know? Because I, I've always liked painting. Well, when in that time, I liked painting, and you know, she was rendering an egg, and like three D egg, and I was like, I want to learn how to render an egg and make it look three D, you know? So in the end, I I decided at the end of the semester I was going to change my major to fine art painting. And that was like a very hard decision to make. But at the time, I think I was just being feeling so like, oh, let me just tr like I, I'm in art school already. Like, let me just do it. If I'm going to pay this, this amount of money, like I want to be able to do something I actually like. And the cool thing about being in that environment was that it made me feel like it was a possibility to be an artist. Like I never felt that before. Like I never was in an environment where like artists to be an artist was an option. And here were kids coming to uh, school paying all this money to come to art school to be artists and I was like wow that's that's a crazy you know that's incredible so that encouraged me to actually change my major to, to art and then that's how it happened that's amazing I love yeah. that story that's like yes. I love that because a lot I feel like a lot of I don't know if aspiring artists is the right word because I feel like anybody can really be an artist but um like young younger artists who are wanting to like you know, actually like pursue art as a career really do feel discouraged because they, f they often feel like, oh, well, I, I can't be successful if I do art, but that's really not true. I know so many artists who make six figures easy and it's like, yes. you know, so many, so many amazing artists, like people will pay top dollar for some good art. They really will. And definitely will. And sure. a lot of people, I feel like, just think, oh, starving artist, whatever. But it's, I'm really glad that you kind of found your path because it'd be, it would be horrible to go to school for something and like dread it and hate it and then have to do that for the rest of your life and feel like you're oh trapped into it. Oh, couldn't yeah. even imagine it. I would not be able to yes. do that. I'm the type of person, if I don't like doing something, I straight up just won't do it like point blank yeah, period you know. it's a toxic trait but it's also really good because i don't waste my time with anything yeah so i'm really like glad that you found mm -hmm. that so yeah. another question that i have so you you talked about you know finding painting and being really interested in painting and you're an amazingly talented painter like I, seriously like I, i'm blown away by your work is truly like oh, some of the so best much best paintings I, I've seen like very know, realistic they're very well rendered like I don't know if that's the right way I'm not, I don't paint 
personally. I'm a graphic yeah. designer. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy because, like, I've never, it's just, it's weird because I, like, never like to draw that much. Like, you know, I, I went to school with people who were like, oh, yeah, no, I would draw all the time, like, in class or whatever. They had a sketchbook or around. And, like, I've never been that type of person. But, like, once I, once I, like, grabbed painting and, like, I was doing it, I was, and especially with school, it's like you learn so fast, too, because they're telling you exactly what you need to do to, like, make it look right. I just, like, fell in love with it, and, like, I just love it so much. It's because, like, I feel like I'm sculpting it kind of in a way, you know? So I think that's why I like painting, because it is, like, you're sculpting, but with paint on a, on a 2D, you know, flat surface, which is really cool. Yeah, I I wish I I wish I could paint. I don't know why. I'm I'm the drawer for sure. I drew all all the time in school. I always had a sketchbook, but when it came to painting, I don't know. I've, I I always struggled with it. Acrylic yeah. dries too fast. Oils dry too slow. I I don't know. I just could never get the hang of it. Really. I mean, I still paint, right, right. and I I still mm-hmm. I can paint like better than someone who has no art background at all. But I'm definitely I would not call right. myself a painter at all. It's crazy because they're two different, you know, like mediums. You know, yeah. drawing and painting. It's like a. Um, completely different way of thinking of how to make an image work you know yeah do you have like any advice for someone trying to find their medium and that feels like maybe they haven't quite found their favorite yet uh yeah I think that you should maybe just you know try try it and stick with like a medium let's say you're trying oil maybe stick with it for a little bit you know and then it's like okay you did eight, ten paintings and they were not good. I think that you should also be looking at videos or, you know, of how to do it at, at the same time as you're practicing this medium, you know, try to like learn how to, it's actually supposed to be used. And, you know, if that doesn't work for you, then try another medium, you know. I think for somebody who's learning how to paint like on their own, I would suggest you start with acrylic or oil just because it's less of a hassle. Like there's so many other things that you gotta take into consideration with oil, like the medium, the liquids that you're gonna be mixing the paint with or and what you're gonna be cleaning your brushes with. And I feel like it's just so much easier. Acrylic is so much easier to learn with. That's that's how I started when I first started painting. I would follow like Bob Ross. <laughs> um, you know, when I was I think I was like sixteen when I first painted my first like Bob Ross thing you know but uh, yeah and then you know if that doesn't work and if you like paper I would suggest gouache if you like thinking of painting you know or obviously pencil or charcoal if you're uh, thinking of drawing or pens some people draw amazing things with pens so yeah that's I think it would be like sticking to the medium for a little bit and then if that's not your thing moving on also trying to maybe incorporate like mediums that you like you can always do mixed media as well you know, like, oh, I like how, like, red pen looks with, like, maybe some wash and some little bit of acrylic white here and there, you know, and that would be my suggestion for that, for sure. Yeah, that's a really, that's really good advice, actually. Something that I really like to do, too, which kind of ties into what you said, I will, like, put on, like, artists on Twitch who are live streaming, and I will just like have that on in the background while I'm drawing. It's just kind of nice Definitely. to feel like you're not doing it by yourself because like art is such an internal like thing. Like you kind of get yes. in the zone. But 
it is really helpful, especially yeah. when you're starting out to watch someone else who does it. You know, a lot of artists on Twitch do it for a living and they're very talented mm -hmm. and skilled. Yeah, and it's it's super good to see what other artists are doing. And, you know, maybe you might see what they're doing with gouache and be like, I didn't even know what gouache was, but now I'm, you know, I'm going to do gouache forever. So that's, that's yeah. really good advice. <laughs> yeah, um, it's crazy because also like gouache, I had to use gouache for my first color and design class, like in school. And I could not for the life of me understand gouache. Like all my assignments looked so terrible and like my, and I was just so like, how do you, how do you understand it? I couldn't understand like any of it. And now I love using gouache, you know, it just takes practice and like, you know, doing a bunch of mistakes and like learning from your mistakes as well, you know? So it's crazy. You could really not be good at it at first, but then if you just keep practicing, you eventually get there, you know? But also like make sure that you are, learning from what you are not doing correctly and i guess if you don't have like somebody who can give you feedback it would be like looking at people who do it correctly and and hearing what they say about how to do it correctly you know yeah yeah definitely i and i do like the the whole mixed media thing too or i did when i was in high school and i was still kind of learning but i would totally like I don't know this I guess this isn't really cheating but it feels kind of like cheating but I would take like Prismacolor pencils and I would make something look like a painting and then I would paint the right. background because right. like I could not I don't know I have a problem with getting detail with with paint for some reason Oh, this this is turning into like Caitlin's issues with painting because like I'm really again I'm not a I'm not a painter but like I've I've painted before but it's just like not my thing but I will literally like I'll I'll do like a whole like portrait in colored pencil and then I'll paint the background everyone will be like oh you painted this and I'll be like yeah but it's not yeah. a painting <laughs> it's a drawing yeah, with yeah. a painted background yeah. yeah no I mean but that's really cool it's funny because now like I am trying to push like the way that I paint like I don't want it to be so well rendered and so realistic like I try to be more experimental with the paints that I use so now I try to do more color colorful portraits and like I've always thought about it like m why not add you know texture with with what are they called oil pastels over the painting you know to make it more interesting and more textured so yeah Another good thing uh, that just came into my mind too, because you said oil pastels and like my brain immediately went to TikTok. Finding artists that you like on TikTok is, is really good too, like for, for learning new mediums and like figuring out what you like. And I have seen, there's a guy, oh man, I'll, I'll put his uh, information like in the description too, since I mentioned it. Mm -hmm. But there's this guy on TikTok who does, he does oil pastels. And like, I, I've never successfully been able to figure out they're like crayons like I've never been able to figure it out they always yeah. come out looking like muddy and like I have found some people on TikTok who make these like amazing like crazy detailed like fully rendered pieces out of oil pastel there's someone who does watercolor they look like freaking pictures like they're amazing yeah. it's crazy Definitely. yeah no there's some really talented people out there doing crazy things I don't know how, I wonder if I'm thinking about the same person that you're talking about with the oil pastels. Does he make like the really interesting caricatures with like, uh, or is it more realistic? There's, I've, I know one who does each. There, it's, it, there's like the, the one that I was thinking of specifically that came to mind was like, 
he's like an older white man with beard <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think spelled in though. No. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. (laughs) But um, I tried to because I bought my kids because I have two kids, and I bought them some oil pastels to like draw, and because the pink they're so much brighter in pigment and like than crayons because I you know they had crayons before, and I tried to draw a portrait with it, and I was like, wow, this is so different than anything I've ever tried before. It's very very interesting. I'd like to keep you know experimenting with it for sure because it's very interesting (laughs) yeah so another question that I had was Mm -hmm. do you think that finding a favorite medium like a medium that you use more often than not is important as an artist or do you think it's okay to constantly be playing around with different mediums or do you think that kind of takes away from like how you could further your skill in one medium as an artist that's a good question yeah because you know that could happen too if you just keep jumping from one to the other I think it depends on like your vision of what kind of artist you want to be as well you know right now my vision is like I want to push like painting and so I'd like to do gallery shows where like my my paintings are new like some kind of I just want to be more experimental I guess with it so in my case I have to be experimenting because that's kind of like the vision that I have for what kind of artist I want to be. But like, that wasn't always the vision that I had in my mind of who I wanted to be. Like at first it was, I want to be able to paint realistically, you know, and be able to, you know, have a picture and take a picture. So in that case, I had to be able to find, I guess, the medium that I work best with to be able to produce that kind of image which was oil you know i had oil i think is the easiest for that because it's a lot of rendering and smoothing out things so that they do look realistic and like you said acrylic dries a lot faster there are people who do it with acrylic though which is amazing but then i switched because i kind of didn't want to do realistically as much i want to do more colorful portraits so then now i do i work mostly with acrylic because acrylic allows me to to do to like do the images that I want to do to have the portraits like how I want them to look so I've I've kind of been mastering the acrylic now and then now I want to be more experimental so it just depends on what kind of vision you have about yourself what kind of artist you want to be do you want to do like you know have designs that you want to be able to to like sell prints of or are they you know like you are doing graphic design, are they going to be like more like that type of deal? Then you would have to do your digital and like try to learn how to do it correctly, you know? So yeah, I think it depends on on that for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a really solid answer too, because that's that's definitely true. I I used to be all over the place when I was younger, because I just I just like to make things, and you know, I'm I mean, I'm sure every artist has gone through like all of those experimental stages of just, you know, just playing around with different things but when I started working in graphic design when I was 18 I kind of got spoiled by digital art and now it's hard for me to do anything that I can't have like an undo button (laughs) um yeah but it's weird too because I've, I've heard the latter where people you know who are traditional artists and painters who have never done digital art before be like I tried to do digital art and it was absolutely it's awful I took so, so long you know it's just it's it's really does like 
everything is so different too like every medium yeah. everything like it's it really is like it's kind of crazy yeah. <laughs> you just gotta kind of get over the like the learning curve but for sure i i tried digitally painting multiple times like on my ipad and it's just i cannot for the life of me do it and then it's funny because the other day you know i work with pictures a lot so i have like pictures on my phone that i paint like commissions and like the other day my friend brings like an actual photograph of her, her of her dad and you know I'm so used to like oh I need to look and you know I need to be able to see it they kind of have I'm guessing you know with with the mediums it, it kind of happens when you're doing digital stuff or like you know I can't oh, make yeah. a I should be like hey I want this green it's like I have to do it like on the wheel or something to try to find the actual green that I want. I can't just pour yellow and blue and mix it myself. You know, it's it's, it's so different. Oh yeah, it's it's the same. Yep. And then when like I'm when I'm painting or drawing or whatever like on paper, I always like if I make a line and I don't like it, I'll do like the double tap or not double tap, but like the two finger tap to undo and it nothing happens and my brain stutters for a second and then I go, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that on paper. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. No, like it's yeah. it's so easy to get like so comfortable in one medium that easier to just like ruin for the rest until you like actually put the time into like break the habit of like doing that like I have not done traditional art in probably four years <laughs> like yeah. uh, even not I mean, I mean it's, like, it's hard when you're busy to to like try to and branch out to doing something different especially also like if you're working and like having to work like for example I've been whenever I have a lot of commissions come in like I am not able to work on my own like projects and my own art you know yeah so it's like time-consuming life becomes time-consuming for you to like try to do something differently sometimes yeah it's definitely like not as simple as just doing it I feel like a lot of people are like oh just do it you know it's your job you're an artist just do it and then you know you you go to do it and then there's like a million other life things that you have to deal with it's it's crazy so another question that i have for you going kind of back to like what kind of artist do you want to be my question is like how do you feel about the notion that artists need to find their style and and what advice would you give to an artist who feels like maybe they don't really have a style yes i like this question oh i like to talk about it because i for for the longest time felt like I didn't have a style and it was very like hindering to me because I felt like all the artists that I liked had obviously their their style and you can say like oh that's that's the painting from them you know and it was like I I don't know what my style is you know or like how can I get my style like it was such a big deal to me like when I was 22 23 I'm 27 now and that's why I kind of branched out from the rendering because well, I went to school with with artists who all learned how to pretty much do that you know so it was like I didn't feel like I was my own my own thing and I think also I don't I didn't have really any ideas of kind of what I wanted to say with my paintings and I think that had to do with the fact that I didn't really know I was going to be an artist. Like, I just wanted to learn how to paint realistically. 
And so I think that now with my like venturing out and trying to figure out like different mediums and different styles, it's interesting because it kind of just comes out automatically from you. And I remember like a teacher or somebody before telling me like, hey, you know, you just got to make a lot of art and eventually, you know, you'll know what colors you like. You'll know like, oh, you like to paint the eyes this way or, you know, the nose is always has like a little thing here or, you know, or you are always your subject matter is always like kind of the same or kind of the same realm. And it was like, but I want my painting that I do today to be like my style, you know, and it's just like it take it took so much time. And I remember the first because I had been painting with oil for like, I mean, all of my college and then like after for like two years, I was painting in oils only because that's kind of what I learned to paint with. And then I ha didn't have a lot of money. And I wanted to, and I found like this big canvas at a thrift store and I was like, I want to paint over it and I want to paint my son on there, you know? And so I went to the store and I bought a bunch of acrylic paint and I painted this incredibly different painting that I had ever done before. And I did, I did it because like I went to the store and I chose my favorite colors. I grabbed the image because I always work from reference pictures. I grabbed the reference pictures that I wanted to use. And I decided to like let loose, be free, like no expectations of it being realistic, no expectations of it looking a certain way. Like I just, if, if a tree is brown, I'm gonna make it red. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be, the skin doesn't have to be skin color, <laughs> you know? Um, and so after that painting, like it was a journey for me because it was like, things were coming out of me that I didn't know were there kind of deal. Like I didn't know I could paint like this because I had never tried it. So after that, I did like a whole series. I painted my mom, I painted my husband, I painted me. And actually the painting of my husband, literally the biggest painting I have ever done, took me two weeks to do and it's huge. It's like four feet by six feet or something like that. And I actually won an award for it at a at a show. And it was literally from me deciding to let go of like, it has to be realistic because that's kind of like what my school taught me. You know what I mean? It was literally me letting go and being like, I'm going to paint it how I've always, like how I want to paint it, you know, like what colors I want to use. I'm going to use those colors, you know? And that kind of brought out what I now say, like that's kind of my style now, you know? So I think I would advise people, like, if you're looking for that, if you're looking for, like, a style, it's just to do what you like, to paint what you like, to draw what you like, and to draw it how you like to draw it. Or if you saw somebody else's art, for example, and you were like, I really like that painting, or I really like that, like, analyze it and be like, why is it that you like it? What parts about it do you like it? You know, do you like about it? So, and then try to incorporate that, incorporate that into your art too because that actually helped me as well like I had a teacher who would always like paint portraits and then add like a little bit of blue on the neck and you were like whoa that's like a pop of blue but like it looks like it belongs there but it's just blue you know and so I took that and I just ran with it <laughs> and I was like oh I'm gonna put a little bit of pink here you know and now I think I've gotten to the stage where like it looks right like it looks like it's supposed to be there 
but it just takes time and like exploring yourself pretty much for sure yeah no that's that's like such a like that's such a cool story too like I feel like everyone on their art journey too because we all come from completely different backgrounds and I know you were you were talking a little bit earlier about how you know you were kind of like from going to school for like fine arts you have this kind of like training to do like you know realism and like really rendered things and I you know I've never had that I you know I went to community college I have an associate's degree not even in art I never finished my bachelor's because at at the time that I finished my associates I was like oh well yeah now I'm I'm done (laughs) you know like I was just kind of like I I can't really afford to keep going and I don't want to have to keep working myself to death to be able to afford it so I'll just I'm already working working as a graphic designer because at the at the time I I was working as a graphic designer already which is what I was going to go to school for and it just kind of seemed a little bit like oh well why would I you know why would I (laughs) why would I waste money doing something I'm already doing um, yeah, no, it's and I have never. I, oh, it's funny because I actually dropped out. I was, I think, on my third year of college too. I was pregnant. <laughs> I was gonna have my son, and I don't feel like I had it. I felt like I didn't need to finish. Like I felt like, well, the thing is, I took all of like my painting classes. Like I didn't take any math, any of that. Like I was all just about like taking all the artsy class first. And then so what was left was like English and like math or whatever. And I was like, I don't need to. Like, I feel like I learned enough, like where I can now go and like try to do my art thing, you know? So, yeah. 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 I see. I fully agree. Because it's like, (laughs) it's just like a piece of paper, you know? It doesn't. Exactly. It's so frustrating because it's like, I oh, people always talk about like a degree. And while it's nice to have one, it's not a completely necessary, you know, thing. There's always a point where you're going to feel like, okay, I have these goals and I feel like I know enough to do these goals. And a piece of paper isn't really going to be the one to say, you know, unless you're trying to be like a doctor or something, a piece of paper is not going to be the one to say that like you don't know enough, you know, especially with art. And I, I feel like art is a very, it's like a very niche kind of section of the world where it's, it's very even like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like mm-hmm. not everyone. Obviously, like going can help you with certain goals. I mean, clearly, like I feel like you you feel like you've probably benefited and you probably have like a lot with like, you know, painting and like your, you know, your skills and being able to render things like really super realistic and, and detailed, which is a great skill to have as an artist, especially, you know, if you're trying to get commissions and make money, you know, I never, I never went that route. I would love to at some point, I, I like to like, you know, do a little bit of everything if I can. But so far, I've just mm-hmm. been, you know, doing digital art. And I, I taught myself illustrator and Photoshop. I never took a wow. class on it or learned anything. I lied on a resume. Wow. That's how I got my first job. I said, I totally know how to use illustrator had never touched it in my life. And- <laughs> wow, that's crazy. 
Yeah, don't do that. I don't know. I had known how to use Photoshop. And in my brain, I was like, they're probably basically the same. And then I showed up on my first day of work and they were like, okay, here's some art. And I was like, okay. And then I opened Illustrator and I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. And then I remember I like kind of like figured it out enough to where I got the work done. And then I went home and I watched a bunch of tutorials and I came back the next day and I was really slow and they probably knew I didn't really know Illustrator as well as I had told them, but I did it and no one said anything. So it worked out. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. I wouldn't recommend doing that at all, but yeah. that being said, like I felt like I didn't really, you know, like you can, you can look up a tutorial on YouTube or wherever you can find, find an artist that you like too, anywhere on the internet that probably teaches courses and you can learn that way. It's like, there's no wrong way to do it. There's no wrong way to learn. Mm -hmm. I I love that, that there's no wrong way to learn as, as beneficial as school can be. It's not, you know, if you can't afford to go to school, maybe, you know, maybe it's better to not get into like a ton of debt or, you know, yeah, definitely. It's like everybody's yeah. journey and path is completely different. And some things you do kind of need a degree for, especially if you're struggling to like break into like the art industry and the jobs mm-hmm. that you specifically are looking for require a degree, then maybe that is right. But it doesn't yeah. always have to be. I, I love that like yeah. po- whole point of view on that too. Yeah, definitely. It's crazy because I, I actually illustrated a book and then I, I I had to, well, I decided to do it all myself. So I had to format it and everything. And I, I did it on Illustrator and I taught, I pretty much taught myself too, just watching YouTube videos on how to do it. So it's very possible, you know, if you sit down and learn how to do anything, you can literally right now with the internet, you can learn how to do anything pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Like, it does take a lot more discipline than having a teacher, you know, explain stuff to you and be there to like, you know, if you have any questions or anything. And a lot yeah, of people, I actually, yeah. I actually taught myself how to do 3D art just because of the NFTs. Oh my and gosh. Like, I, I, last year in August, yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm going to learn. And I think it's dimensions. Yeah, I learned it. And like, I, if you, if you ask me now if I get go in now, like I don't know how to do anything anymore. But I any I just literally was making 3D art on my computer, which I had never like done before, but I was able to do it, you know, just by watching some tutorials on how to do it. Oh my gosh. I did the same thing. I did it on <laughs> I did on I went on Blender. I downloaded Blender and I did the donut <laughs> tutorial. Uh, I don't know if you, you like I couldn't <laughs> couldn't do it oh my gosh no I still have the donut sitting on my computer no I I did a pre-college program I won a scholarship to a Mm -hmm. pre-college program my the summer after my junior year of high school and the we had to pick like a focus and I picked game art because I've always wanted to do game art it's still like one of my goals to to learn it Mm -hmm. because I just think it's so amazing and I love mm-hmm. being like immersed in a game and being like, oh, someone, someone made that, you know, like if there's right. like a coffee yeah, mug definitely. sitting on the table, I'm like, that's amazing. Some artist sat there and spent like hours making yeah. that, you know, I just love it. Right. Um, yeah. 
And I, I totally like, I, I learned a little bit from those classes. Obviously it was a month long course and we had people walking us through it. So, you know, I didn't know everything, but yeah, I, I actually bought a PC and I was so excited because I was like, I'm going to start doing 3D digital art, not because of NFTs, just because I've always wanted to do game art. And, you know, as much as, you know, learning about NFTs is another passion of mine, because I think it's just such a great opportunity for artists. And it's very cool. I love, I love teaching myself stuff it does take discipline but it's it's really rewarding too especially when you can say like I did this myself from a YouTube video from this person yeah. who I've never met before and have never right. spoken to before it's so rewarding right. I, I love that no, it definitely is yes definitely you feel so proud after you're like yes that was me I did it just now yeah <laughs> with new I, information I still have that donut sitting on my computer in my little folder. It's the only thing that I ever made because after that tutorial, and it's infamously one of the most frustrating Blender tutorials in existence. It's like, I can call it the donut tutorial and like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, yes, it's yes, like, yes. I can't believe you finished it. I was not able to, I think I got stuck at some point and I was like, it just, I don't know how to get it, get it out of here. Like it was stuck looking all weird, you know? And I was like, okay, I'm going to keep, I'm going to go back to dimensions because that was a lot easier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I finished mine. It, it's, it's not perfect, but it looks like a donut and that's what matters. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, definitely. I remember um, spending an ungodly amount of time on it though. <laughs> like... If yeah, I yeah. if I was a game artist, they would have fired me immediately. They would have been like, "You've spent six full eight hour days on this donut." Like, it took me forever, but it was it was definitely worth it. I'm glad that I did it, but I I never touched yeah. Blender again because it it really did make me very angry. But yeah, I've seen yeah. on TikTok too, like someone posted like, "Here are Blender tutorials that teach you more than the donut tutorial," because everyone knows really? that that tutorial is awful. And there they had like a list, and one of them was like a room filled with sand, and I'm like, "How do you?" okay I kind of wanted to do that like just from seeing it because mm -hmm. like how would you even mm -hmm. that sounds like so much but that yeah. was, that's cool there there was a few different ones that seemed really interesting that I'm probably like eventually going to get around to but with between like you know this this podcast and everything it's just got a lot going on but I, I love yeah. love doing stuff like that it's so it's so yeah. much fun the art. yes definitely so next question for you. So we we haven't really talked about this yet at all, actually. But my question for you is, what kind of role do you think confidence plays in being a great artist? So do you think confidence is actually more important than having like an artistic skill set? Mm. Well, that's very interesting. I... I think it has a huge role now that I think about it, just because, like, I my husband, like, he draws cartoony-looking characters that are amazing and funny and great, and I tell him, like, hey, you should just paint that on a canvas, like, you have, like, your own, like, that is, and because my whole thing with style, like, he has a style, you know, like, every character he draws looks like that is drawn by you, you know? And I'm like, I've seen crazy things at galleries and stuff. So if you believe in your art, like if you are like, this is like, or like if it speaks something to you, you know, like I think you could do anything, 
you know like i said again like going back to like depends on what kind of artist you want to be but i've seen people who whose like skill level is not the best but they have made a successful gallery show or they sell prints you know of their art and it's like you can make money doing it you know it's it's 100 possible but you got to be confident in yourself that you can do it because if not you just won't show up you know for example some people be like oh this is not great so i'm not gonna even try to sell this and it could be amazing you know so i think it takes it's, it's yeah it's a huge part about like even having confidence that you can learn you know like there's people who don't have confidence in being able to paint and like i want everybody to learn how to paint i'm like you could do it you could do it because and you know i was taught like the skills so like the tricks in order to make it look a certain way you know and it's like you can learn how to do it but some people don't have the confidence in even trying to learn so i think it takes a, it's, it's a huge part in like being a successful artist because you know even like just being able to be a contemporary, you know, conceptual artist, you know, having the confidence to be like, hey, you know, this is art and it's like, you know, a banana peel or whatever, <laughs> you know, it's like you gotta, you have to have, you have to believe in yourself and like in your idea and like what you want to say about whatever it is that you're trying, you know, your art says or speaks about for sure. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you brought up the banana peel. We actually, for those of you listening, if you have not checked out season one, we have an episode about the banana peel. Let me figure out what it's called, what number it is. You know, it's very interesting, but now like I'm trying to learn more about it because, you know, as a skilled painter, like you, you put a lot of time and effort into your art. And so you see like what contemporary art is right now and like conceptual art. And that's really what's in galleries a lot of the time. And it's like, oh, it's so disheartening. Like it just makes you be like, oh, like they won't even want my paintings in there. They want some other conceptual thing, you know, in there. And like, I watched like this video and I'm kind of appreciating it a little bit more just because it's like, it's, it was like, it started with artists trying to be against you know what it had become what art had become because it was about the rich it was about decorating your house or whatever you know and so they're like no like we're changing it we're making art about art and like what is art and we're gonna question it it's not like trying to make something pretty or something for you to have that's worth something on your wall to make you look like you you know you you're you know some sort of class you know and so they started like you know doing all this conceptual stuff that sometimes makes no sense for for somebody who for us who are just like okay but why (laughs) you know yeah yeah no definitely i found the episode it's episode 25 and it's called comedian and the definition of art and if you haven't listened to it the whole episode it's pretty interesting so it was me uh my co-host from season one diane and her brother and it was just us kind of like so me and diane thought oh yeah that's art because like why not (laughs) so that was our thought behind it and then her brother was like no it's not and it was just us kind of like going back and forth it's a fun little episode but yeah i i can see why artists especially an artist like like you because your your works are again like they're so 
detailed and like well rendered and like obviously it takes a lot of skill to do what you do and a lot of work and I can totally see like wondering oh my gosh how am I not in galleries and there's a banana peel duct taped to a wall that is selling for millions of dollars and it's literally like it's not even going to be good for that like it's a banana peel like it's going to rot like there's it makes no sense I can totally see that but I can also see like well what is art you know what I mean like what what really is it because that could be art I guess I don't really who am I to say (laughs) because someone made it so yeah um, yeah Definitely. There's this there's this man. He lives in Spain and uh, he's like reviewer. I don't remember his name, but I watched some of his videos. You know, I speak Spanish, so he speaks Spanish. And he calls it Amparte, which and he doesn't like it at all because he's also like a, a painter, you know. And um, he goes to like the gallery shows and he's like, oh look at this, you know, Amparte, like you know, like you know, if we know about like what the like the concept behind why they're doing it, then you can kind of understand, you know, like, okay, they're doing it because of this, they're trying to send a message about this or that, you know, or they're trying to have us reflect upon our being or like why, like our um, emotions or, you know, our behaviors as human beings on this planet, you know. So I can I can see that I might you know in the future when I'm 50 years old be making conceptual art or something you know and I'll come up with something like that. But a lot of the times I do like I I can struggle with like what my what do I want to say with a painting you know and that's kind of what they're doing they they're kind of very smart in the way of like oh you know I have this concept and. I'm going to make you see it in this way because I did, you know, doing this, putting these objects together or whatever. So yeah, it takes a lot of thinking, I guess. I, yeah, I I would love to do like an episode on conceptual art because it's, it's funny. Like there, there's a lot of famous artists who, who kind of like stick around in my head. A lot of famous uh, painters. Dolly is one of my favorites. I know he's not a good person. You don't have to tell me. I know already, but I I like his art a lot. (laughs) I think he's, he's really great. Yeah, like he he's one of them. And I, I attribute that mostly to, you know, I'm growing up in, in Tampa, Florida and being right near his art museum that's in St. Mm. Petersburg, Florida. I go all I still will go pretty frequently like and it's the same stuff that's always there except for, you know, the exhibits that they kind of like have rotating exhibits that move in and out. But I, I love yeah. going and looking at his work. It's just, it's amazing. He's an incredibly talented I mean, artist. Yeah, wow, like artist. It was so well rendered. I saw one in person too, I think here, because I, you know, I live across the sea. It's the National Gallery or something like that. I forget what the name of it is. And it was like, I was so mesmerized because I've only seen like pictures of it. And then once you stand in front of it, you're like, wow, he was actually really really good at rendering too you know it wasn't yeah. like like if you look at it close like uh it's very very well done you know yeah yeah and sure. that yeah that's one reason because he's he's incredible an incredible artist there's a lot of artists that i really like i'm a fan of warhol i like warhol and he wasn't a good person either a lot of artists weren't but i i like warhol's work i think he did something different and really cool but I will say a lot of works, specifically works and not people that have stuck out to me is the weird 
conceptual pieces. I just a lot of them I, I remember like hearing about them or learning about them and even like from doing the podcast and, and just learning about them for, for episodes for season one. It's a lot of the it's weird because like it, an artist, a good artist w- will stick with me. The the person will. I won't think about like, oh, this piece specifically. No, like mm-hmm. I think about right. Salvador Dali, that guy. Incredible. All of his work was amazing. Mm-hmm. He was right. really incredibly talented. But when I think of these conceptual works of art, I think like. I just think of the oh, work. I, I don't know who made it. I, I don't know. Who exactly. I don't think it's true. You just remember the object. Yeah. Like, whatever it is. And that's the thing. I think that's one of the, the key differences between like these weird conceptual works as well. A lot of them are incredibly successful and make a ton of money. I don't remember who did the comedian and who decided it was a good idea to tape a banana to a wall. I, I don't remember his name. But I know, yeah, I you know, I know all I, of these. It's funny because I don't remember his name either, but I remember another piece. I think he did like horses' butts out of balls and stuff. So he's always been kind of like humorous about like the art that he makes. Yeah, like if, if you see something that's jarring and really weird, you're likely to remember it. But I don't know. I don't really remember a lot of you know, the artists' names. And then there's a lot of artists that people don't like, like Anish Kapoor. We'll use him as an example because that guy is awful. A lot of people don't yeah. like Anish Kapoor. That's the guy who made the uh, the bean sculpture in, in Chicago. <laughs> the, mm, I'm not sure which one that is. I don't even, I'm not sure who that is. It's the, it's the big bean. It's like a big bean and it's made of mirrors made of mirrors oh, it's really? shiny it's a big yeah it's, it's like shiny, a, a big shiny bean hold on let me look up a picture of it and show you really quick because yeah. i feel like yeah, you should I see it to... i feel like you would recognize I it, probably know it. so anish kapoor some background for those of you who don't know we also have an episode about this which is how i learned about it but anish kapoor mm. basically the blackest paint in the world it is mm. so it's so dark that it almost looks like a void. Like it looks like it's like the closest thing we have to a black hole. And this guy mm. just is like, oh, no one else can use it. It's mine. And that's why uh, no one likes him okay. is because he yeah, right, right, did that. Right. But this is the bean. Ah, uh, really? Okay. Wow. I it's didn't in know. Chicago. Wow. Yes. Definitely recognize it. Oh, okay. He's the one that did the black paint too. Yeah, that's why no one likes him is is because of the whole black paint fiasco. But that's another example of I know the guy, but and I do know some of the artworks too, but I know more about the guy just because I know all of these things that he's done. I, I feel like that is something to kind of like take into consideration when you're thinking of, okay, like confidence, like playing a role in a great artist. When you are a confident person, people are going to remember the person and not the crazy out there work. And so I think, you know, I think that right. probably, I know it's not my question to answer, but it just kind of came up with, with what we were talking about. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, might as I well bring conf- it up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Confidence is, is a little bit of a key there. The key, because sometimes, you know, some people don't like to show their work. I mean, it's very, you're putting yourself in a kind of vulnerable spot, I guess. So you got to be able to even just have confidence to put it out there, you know, for people to see. 
Yeah. And, and art is a really personal thing. So I, I totally get not wanting to show your art, but also when you do show your art, hearing an artist talk about their work, like, oh, it's not, it's not good. It's not that good. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, don't. Okay. If you're going to show me, then don't, don't talk bad about it right in front of me. I'm trying to look at it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? So yeah. yeah. I, I think it's pretty, pretty important. So yeah. my next question, which I think is going to be our last one, because we're coming up on an hour. But what so just to like kind of wrap things up a little bit, mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about uh, doing like freelance artwork and what your experience has been like with doing freelance and like the struggles and the benefits of, of doing freelance, like as you know, your job, your main job? Yes, definitely. So like the reason I don't have a lot of followers, as you, you mentioned in the beginning, was because I actually deleted like my Facebook and my Instagram. I'm deleting my Instagram multiple times. And I deleted my Facebook like when I was when I got pregnant. And I did it because I had to like cleanse myself from a bunch of things. And so that kind of hindered my progress in like freelancing. Like the most important thing about freelancing is like connections and like getting having people know that you do the work you can do you do whatever freelance work you're doing and so the more people know you or the more people you know or the more people know that you do this the more jobs you are going to eventually get so that has been a problem but just last year i like started promoting myself more i re i i did another Instagram and like I got all the people from like my high school and like I started to you know reconnect with my friends and last year I was a lot more successful and like doing freelance and I also like think that like your pricing and all of that that takes a lot of a lot of people are like oh how do I price my work and all this stuff it's like so it, it's so all, all over the place, you know, because you don't have like a fixed thing to measure anything from because it's just you and you are telling other people what you're offering and how much you're offering it for, especially when it comes to art, you know. What helped me like price it because I used to always underprice my art because I was like, if people, people are not going to want to buy this, you know, or like people don't want portraits of themselves or their whoever, you know, they're not going to want to buy it. So I have to make it cheap for them to be in order to purchase it. And I actually tried to start tattooing last year, last year in the summer. Yeah. So I was tattooing people and they were willing to pay me to get to tattoo them. And so this whole time I just thought people didn't have money and like, then I was able to price my work because I was like, people do have the money. I'm just, I'm just kind of like underpricing my work, but I think people will, are willing to pay for it. And it's crazy because once I started like learning that and knowing that, I priced my art higher. And like when I would, when somebody would be like, oh, so how much would it be or whatever, and I would say that are the pricing for it, and they'd be like, okay. And I was like so surprised, learning how to value like my work as well, you know. And also, like, having a website is very important because you can just send that to people whenever they ask for, like, what price they want, you know, what price it is for whatever, or they have options. And you have a set pricing for that. I think that's the most important thing about freelance work is, like, having your prices correct and, like, also knowing people and knowing and people knowing that you do work, freelance work, for sure. 
Yeah. I'll try to do it really quickly for the podcast. <laughs> You're good. No, don't feel yeah. like you have to rush it. Yeah. yeah, no, I completely agree. Pricing is like the hardest thing for me too. I definitely have struggled with kind of underpricing myself, but you know, as I, you know, as I get older, gain experience, same as you, I'm kind of realizing, oh, like people will pay good money for good art. They, they will definitely yeah. it's also like if, if you don't know what price what presses you should do you should look up an artist that does like some what of like the work that you do and you know see what they are what they are pricing their work at and then like maybe maybe go around there somewhere around what they are pricing their work you know yeah and trying to figure out how much you should do it for yeah, that's a really good idea. Don't look around for multiple people, though, I will say, because I have seen some artists who are selling their work at ridiculously cheap prices to the point where I'm like, wait, 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 what, what, why, why would you, why would you, why would you sell your art for that cheap? You are better than that. So yeah, maybe look around like at a few people because there are some people who undersell themselves a lot. And it's probably it's probably not even their fault because a lot of them are super incredibly talented artists. And I I don't know. I don't know why people undersell themselves. But yeah, I would I would say like look around a little bit and just see that's that's some great some great advice for for freelancing. So we're coming up on an hour. So just to wrap things up, why don't you do your little self-promo time, all your social media, where people can find you, how they can commission you or support you or buy from you, what projects you're working on, whatever you want to talk about it. Just kind of let everybody know. And and you guys should all check her out because she, she's a crazy talented painter. I'm dead serious. Like some of the best work I've seen, like, crazy so yeah sorry go ahead so my instagram is what i mostly am uh, on because i like to share stories on there um, of my everyday life as an artist and you can find me at jasselineorellana.com i mean dot com yes that's my website (laughs) but my instagram is just jasseline.orellana and then like an underscore and then i do do some tiktoks they're silly that's I think can I like just put can you just put the link on the yeah so everybody there's going to be links to all of this in the episode description perfect awesome yes so yeah because you know I said Jocelyn Mariana and it's a very weird name I don't think you're going to be able to spell it on your own you know so yeah it'd be good for the for the links on there yeah everyone just check the description I'll I'll add everything I will include in the description so you can just click on it or copy and I'm currently I'm currently doing like a hundred portraits a daily portrait like challenge so if you want to you know see a bunch of colorful portraits that I've been doing lately I think you should really check it out it's really awesome that's awesome I love I love when artists that I'm following do like 100 day challenges or what have you because like it's it's really incredible to see like even like growth from like an established artist like yourself like it's crazy mm-hmm, yeah. is, is there anything else okay no I think that's it for now okay yeah, definitely any please feel free to reach out message me I will message you back and I am here to show you art <laughs> 
Amazing. So yeah, everyone check the episode description. Like I said, all the links are going to be below. So that about wraps up this episode. As always, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, five stars helps us out so, 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 so much. And I will see all of you guys back again on Tuesday. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. Bye.